there. You're listening to Married to the Ministry, which is part of the Love Worth Finding podcast network. If you are a pastor's wife looking for encouragement or for practical wisdom on how to manage all the challenges of your role with a smile on your face, we're so glad you're here. This is your host, Janet Addison, and I'd like to help you embrace truth and delight in your ministry life. I've just made some yummy hot tea, so why don't you grab a cup and let's chat for a while. Well, hi there, and Merry Christmas if you're listening to this in real time as a fresh episode newly dropped. I have been teaching uh, a women's class, a women's discipleship class, on Wednesday nights at our church on moms of the Bible, and it's been really, really interesting. But um, as I've been preparing for the last couple of lessons, I've been studying Mary and, you know, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and I just, the more I studied her, I thought, okay, this lady is a perfect example of how to handle hard things in life. So I wanted to just kind of do a little devotion episode about what Mary teaches us about doing hard things. So her story is told in the first two chapters of both Matthew and Luke. I know y'all are familiar with the story, the Christmas story, and the role that Mary plays in it. But I hope that after you listen to this episode, you will take the time to read these passages again, Matthew 1 and 2 and Luke 1 and 2, just so you will have a little clearer understanding of how Mary handled some hard things in her life. You know, God doesn't tell stories in chronological order all the time. So that's why we really need to read the whole Bible to get the whole truth, to get the whole story, to get the whole picture. So I kind of um, am telling this story, hopping back and forth between the Luke passages and the Matthew passages. And the chronologically, the beginning of her story starts in Luke. It talks about in Luke 1, 26, you know, God interrupted Mary's life in a certain time, a certain place. He knew where she was. He knew she was engaged. He knew um, who her people were. And he presented her with a hard ministry assignment. She did not ask for the hard assignment, but she accepted it as from the Lord. And it's it's pretty clear that Mary was specifically chosen. She was not randomly um, picked. Uh, she didn't accidentally stumble into um, this hard assignment, which was to be the mother of God's own son. Um, this was not something she went looking for, not something she chose, but it's something God chose for her. And her response was, I'm a bond slave of the Lord. Verses 29 through 34, the next couple of verses in Luke 1, you know, is, is very obvious. She's troubled. She's confused. She's afraid. You know, Mary felt unqualified. <laughs> her, her first couple of questions to the angel was, uh, what? I, I, I don't even, how is this possible? You know, how's this going to work? And it makes me think about us. You know, has God given you a hard thing to do? 
Maybe he's put you in a very hard church situation. Maybe God gave you a child with a challenging diagnosis that's been a very hard road for your family. Maybe God's told you to forgive someone who has deeply wronged you. We all need to think through, you know, how am I going to respond when God asks me to do hard things for him? The second thing that struck me in Mary's story was um, she didn't use this hard assignment that God gave her as an excuse for bad behavior, so to speak. She praised God instead of complaining. (laughs) You know, she um, recognized her place in God's big um, plan for the whole world, redemption, the, the promised Messiah. She didn't go to Joseph and say, you know, God picked me to be the mother of his son. And, you know, she didn't lord it over him. And even when Joseph had a hard time coming to uh, peace with this whole thing, which he really didn't, you know, the angel had to come to him and 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 explain things to him too. You know, Mary gave him the time that he needed to hear from the Lord. You know, husbands aren't going to know the right thing all the time to say and do. And she gave the Lord time to work on Joseph. It's very clear that Joseph is leading his family. Joseph is continuing to hear from the Lord and make these hard decisions for their family. Um, so she, she was she was still a good wife, even in the midst of this hard assignment God gave her. She was a good mother. Um, I'm not so sure that I wouldn't be tempted if God said, you know, I'm going to let you raise my own child. Um that I would kind of step back and say, oh, good. I don't have to work as hard to be a parent. Um, but she didn't leave Jesus to raise himself. And it gives us pictures throughout the story of how she did give guidance and and take care of, of, uh, of the Lord Jesus as she was raising him. She was still a godly woman. She didn't um, expect special treatment or accommodation because of her hard role that had been given to her. She was still faithful to church. She was faithful in her family responsibilities. She was still faithful in her daily life. The next thing I related to was, you know, Mary didn't feel qualified for what God asked her to do. And especially as a uh, minister's wife early on, I didn't feel qualified. I still struggle with that, especially as our ministry assignments change from church to church. Uh, My stages of life change. I still struggle with feeling like I'm not going to do this well. I don't feel qualified. Why did God choose me for this? And Mary didn't feel qualified, I think. It was evidenced by some of the questions that she asked, but she believed God's word and she trusted his plan. And I'm just so blessed that Mary didn't let her insecurities or her fears cheat her out of experiencing the glorious moments that she got to experience, you know, the blessings. Um, She was blessed because of her belief in God, not because she became qualified, but she relied on the Lord to do these hard things 
through her. She turned to godly counsel and wisdom when she was unsure of what she was supposed to be doing. You know, right off, she immediately has questions for the angel about, um, you know, how, how is this going to work? And then she goes to Elizabeth, who the angel had told her some of Elizabeth's story. And she went to Elizabeth to get some wisdom from her older cousin, who was also experiencing a miraculous God assignment with her son, John the Baptist. Um, You know, she didn't run around with her friends. She didn't take a poll on Facebook, but she looked for godly counsel in the right places. You know, when God calls us to follow him, he doesn't ever say, and life is going to be happily ever after, or, you know, you're going to have smooth sailing Or when you're following my will, life is going to be calm all the time. Um, Lots of times we tell ourselves, well, things must be, things are going well, so I must be in God's will. I must be where God wants me. I must be doing what God's wanting me to do. But Mary's story shows us that being in the center of God's will does not mean calm instead of chaos. Doing hard things. That's part of why they're hard, <laughs> because there are there are difficulties. And I know one of the hardest uh, ministry seasons that my husband and I have experienced, we knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that God called us to the place. I mean, He confirmed it through His Word. He confirmed it through godly counsel. We knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that God led us to that place of ministry, And from, uh, I think he enjoyed his first day at work, and pretty much after day two, it was chaos. It was um, difficulty. It was um, it was strife. It was mess the whole the whole time. But we knew God had called us to this hard place. So I I just think uh, so many times we think. Uh, when we follow God and we're doing His will, that it's going to be smooth and easy. And that is not, that's not what Mary's story tells us at all. I also have to think, um, you know, she's in the center of God's will. She is is being a obedient bond slave. She calls herself a bond slave to Him. And um, think how I would have been disappointed if when the big day finally came to deliver God's son, that I was at the end of a long journey that I had to make on a donkey, nine months pregnant, and then I had to give birth to my baby in a dirty animal stable all by myself. You know, she had to deliver, the the way the scripture reads, it almost sounds like she delivered the baby herself. I guess she did. But um, I I think I would have been a little disappointed in that. And then you think of them having to flee in the middle of the night when Herod is after them, after the wise men had told Herod, hey, we saw the star that told us the king of the Jews is born. And then when she took Jesus to the temple. Uh, when they circumcised him at, at when he was eight days old, and Simeon blessed Mary and Joseph, but then he looked at Mary and said, "A sword is going to pierce your heart." You know there was going to be future grief. I, I think that 
is a good picture of the peace that God gives us when we're doing hard things. It's not going to be the absence of conflict or struggle. The peace that passes all understanding that God gives us is the confidence that regardless of the hard circumstances, He is working all these things to His good even while we're in a hard mess. And um, these disappointing moments along the way did not steal her joy. And that leads me to the, the last thing that I want to mention. Two times in the scripture, and I had forgotten about the second time, but two times it talks about how Mary treasured these things in her heart. And... I, I think that is a beautiful picture of while she is living her life, while she is in her marriage, while she is uh, mothering her child, um, while she is being uh, a faithful Jewish woman following the customs and the laws, and you know, while she's doing her regular life, she is paying attention to what God is doing. She is so focused on him that she's aware of God at work in her life. She is noticing God in her son. She's having a relationship with the Lord, and she is capturing all of these God moments in her heart to treasure them. And I uh, used to teach organizing classes all the time, and I used this passage um, as a biblical permission to not keep everything because a lot of people are very sentimental and they want to keep every little picture their kids make and keep every memento, memento of where they've been. And, you know, we end up with a lot of stuff. And I liked to say, you know, Mary wasn't a scrapbooker. She um, wasn't even, you know, posting all of her pictures on Facebook or anything. She stored the treasures of these special moments with God throughout her life in her heart. And I think about what a treasure is. If we have a treasure, it is something that we put in a special place. We take care of it. We make sure it's high enough that the kids or the dog don't accidentally knock it over and break it. We dust it periodically. You know, we show it off to people when they come over. As opposed to um, hoarders who have so much stuff and accumulate stuff that uh, it becomes junk and they don't even know what it is. But what were some of the treasures, some of the moments that she was treasuring throughout her life? I think the treasure of knowing that nothing is impossible with God. She saw um, her barren old cousin, Elizabeth, six months pregnant. Um, she experienced um, the Holy Spirit filling John when she walked in. Um she and saw the Holy Spirit, you know, moving on Elizabeth. Um, she saw God at work in herself, in the people around her. She learned that God's word is trustworthy. You know, that is another treasure that I'm sure she took out in the spaces of her mind and heart over the years and just thought back again of all the things God told her that were true. Um, the treasure of God blesses obedience. And 
when she stepped up to do the hard thing that the angel came and told her to, that God had chosen her to do, she responded with, yes. Um, and she had the treasure of knowing that God has a plan for me, little Mary from a little village. He has a plan for me within his whole big plan for mankind. Things like that were her treasures. You know, the mother's heart in me is blessed by that because, you know, we watch our children grow and we try to commit to memory the the, the special moments that we can reflect over. I just thought that was a beautiful picture. Are you doing a hard thing? Has God given you a hard ministry assignment? Um, Are you letting disappointment or insecurity steal your joy, steal your blessing? Um, I think about Mary in a house with a toddler, and all of a sudden the doorbell rings, and there are these exotic foreign kings who have traveled from another land just to come and worship her son. And I think, oh my goodness, my house would have been a wreck. I probably would have still been in my pajamas. Um, My child would have probably still had peanut butter and cereal all over him or whatever. And, um, but you know, she remembered that moment the rest of her life and that had to um, soften some of the more difficult experiences that she ended up going through as the mother of Christ. So um, as you're in your hard place, if you're not now, you know, at some point in your journey, in your marriage, in your ministry, you will be. Um, I encourage you to be like Mary and not let the disappointment or the difficulties or the insecurity steal your blessing, steal your glorious moments that you can treasure later. And I also encourage you to be like Mary and focus on God's character, His trustworthiness, His big plan more than we should be focusing on our own pain. So I just want to encourage you during this holiday season, if it's pertinent when you're listening to this, to study Mary's story again for yourself and consider how she responded when God chose her to do the hard thing and notice how she treated others. See her heart of willing obedience and worship and service to God. And, you know, despite the personal pain that she was going to endure through some of that journey of being Jesus' mother. And I pray that you'll be encouraged to respond like Mary did when God chooses you for hard ministry assignments. So I just want to say thank you for listening. I appreciate you um, as a sister in Christ for what you are bringing to the kingdom of God through your ministry where you are. I want to bless you and encourage you in your marriage as you support your husband and raise your children and minister to the people that God has given you to minister to. And I just want to say, have a blessed Christmas season, friend. Mm-hmm.